Back on this week's play-by-play, and it is, my goodness, it is game week for LSU football. I mean, the countdown, it's been on since really November 30th of last year when Brian Kelly was named head coach, but uh, now it's coming down to boot meeting ball in New Orleans coming up this coming Sunday night, 6.30, I think 6.44 is when we'll actually get underway as LSU takes on Florida State and Kent. We've talked about it since we started this show. There's There's been a buzz. LSU Athletics is back in session. Soccer and volleyball already underway. Now football coming, and this week you really can feel it anywhere you go. Well, there's, there's no other sign that says it's a football game week than the Monday press conference with the coach. I mean, and uh, this was one that there were a lot of people at. Obviously, you guys were broadcasting it as well. And we found out everything we didn't want to know and didn't find out what we wanted to know. So, But I, I can't disagree with his thinking on the quarterback. He knows who it is, but it's obvious uh, try to get a little competitive advantage. Yeah, I mean, I talked you know, to him. I think it makes perfect sense. I talked to him last week on the radio show, and I asked him, I think uh, someone from the crowd actually asked, Coach, is, there, is it more of a disadvantage or an advantage? for your opponent, Florida State, to have that one game under their belt. And he said it's a little bit of both. They have an advantage because they work out the kinks, probably avoid some, uh, you know, getting personnel on and off. Any of those intricacies of, of putting on a football game from a program standpoint. But uh, by the, the flip side, and also it was an advantage for LSU because they've seen the personnel. They've right, seen them play. Right. And just like LSU and just like every other program in the country, there are a number of, of new faces, transfers, freshmen. So that LSU's got a chance to scout that a little bit. Um, but the advantage, again, I think for LSU is that Florida State doesn't have that. Again, you look at the last game LSU played in the bowl game in Houston, You know, not a lot of those guys that's, are, yeah. are going to be playing in the Superdome on Sunday evening. So that's an advantage. So it did not surprise me. Uh, the coach decided, hey, look, we know, the team knows, uh, the reps are being divvied the way they should be to prepare our team for victory. We feel confident that both guys can deliver us a victory. And we'll all find out uh, around, like I said, 644, 645, maybe, maybe 10 of, depending on who wins the coin toss, who the quarterback for LSU will be to start the season. And, by the way, that may not mean it's the only quarterback we see all it, year. Exactly. And I think that was what you just said was a, a very important point, that they're confident in both quarterbacks and what they can contribute to the success of LSU's offense. Again, play-by-play, play, we're going to go over a couple of headlines like we always do, and there is some big news uh, coming off the weekend for a number of our student-athletes as well as our programs. A little later on, we're going to talk food, Kent. Yes, Finally. Yes, it only took, yes. what, four shows? I know. I mean, you know, look at us. We love to eat. Why not have the executive chef come join us? Although I'm not sure if, if Harrison did his due diligence and we're actually going to be served lunch here today. And if we're not, then, then we'll hang that on Harrison. But Michael Johnson. Well, we'll have a new producer next week. So <laughs> Michael Johnson, the executive chef uh, from LSU, handles athletics. Uh, really a marvelous guy. Kind of a, a media guy himself. I hear him on the radio every week. And um, so anyway, he's going to join us in just a little bit. We'll talk about how important that is. And speaking of the football press conference, I do believe, Ken, if you were paying close attention, that Coach Brian Kelly spent about five to eight minutes of his press conference talking about how important 
the performance and the nutrition teams are at LSU. And he really said that's one of the advantages. He didn't point blank say it, but you could read between the lines. One of the advantages of coming to LSU that he felt like was a feather in this program's cap. It's got to be. I mean, here you have the opportunity to not only feed and fuel your athletes the right way, but you can also hold them pretty accountable that they all show up for breakfast, that they all show up for a big evening meal, uh, and that you have the people on the staff now who can help players that maybe need to gain a few pounds, need to lose a few pounds, maybe learn some better habits. So I think it makes a big difference. Again, coming up, we'll have Michael Johnson join us here in the LSU Gold Studios. But I mentioned there are some news and notes. There was some successes over this past weekend. Let's start with LSU soccer. Of course, we were all envious that uh, Coach Sean Hudson <laughs> uh, got to take the team out west, Malibu, and then down to San Diego. Not a bad time, a bad place to be this time of year. Uh, and they come off the weekend. I, I think feeling pretty good yeah. as they head into the schedule this week. Yeah, they they tied Pepperdine, and Pepperdine's a nationally ranked team, so to go out there and tie them at two is very good. And then uh, Sunday night, they were able to beat San Diego 4-1, to one, and so that's uh, very good to get out of there with a win and a tie coming home uh, this week to play uh, Grambling here on the LSU pitch. Again, they are now 2-0-2 on the early season. And uh, again, next year maybe, or next time they head to Malibu or maybe Southern California, you and I should go. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I don't know, I guess they're going to probably, they may not let us broadcast, but we could kind of comment, sit in the stands and kind of do what we're doing here. Oh, we've made lots of comments when in stands, so... Uh. Love to go. I don't know if you – have you ever been to the Pepperdine campus? No, I haven't. I oh, don't it, believe, it, it, no, it, we've never played there in basketball. Yeah, my wife and I, you know, we used to go to Southern Cal a good bit. And, and you know, you go to Malibu, maybe eat out there on the water. And then you look up there and you see that campus and you think to yourself, what an amazing recruiting tool that would have to be to, to take a student athlete and go, okay, this is, this is what you're going to yeah. see every day. But uh, anyway, congratulations to LSU soccer. And again, as Kent said, they'll be back in action here on campus. Invite you to take that in when they take on in-state grambling. Let's go to LSU women's golf and just another accolade added to one of the best female golfers, amateur golfers in the country, in the world for that yeah. matter. Yeah, Ingrid Lindblad, who will be a senior this year, for the Tigers, the number two ranked women's amateur in the world. Uh, her Sweden team this week in the uh, World Amateur Team Championships, and there are teams from all over the world that participate in this event. I think there were like 56 different countries participating. The Swedish team rallied on the final day to uh, tie the United States for the gold medal. And in the system, it's a play three, count two scores format for your country score. What they do is, if there's a tie, it's the non-counting player score that determines the positioning. And Sweden's third player was uh, 73. The United States player was 74. So Sweden wins the gold medal. They win what is called the Espirito Santo Trophy that they will have in possession for a year until the 23 uh, tournament. But this is a big tournament for amateur golf. The men 
side of it starts this week where they play for the Eisenhower Trophy. This has been going on for about 50, 60 years. So this is an important one. Uh, Ingrid shot six under, I believe it was, for the 72 holes, tied for fourth in a very good performance. And now, unfortunately, she's got to come back here and get ready for her senior year. But we're all pretty excited about that, that she's going to continue to remain an amateur and come back and play at LSU this coming year. I was looking over the notes this morning in preparation of the show, and I, and I noticed the, 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 the outstanding performance she had. And the first sentence says, Senior Ingrid Lindblad. And I'm thinking, she has been so successful here yeah. that it's hard for me to believe she hasn't moved on. Like she still has another year uh, to play for LSU. And as you said, we are all super well, it's, excited. It's a choice for her, you know, because she's good enough that she could have tried to qualify for the tour if she wanted to. But, you know, it was very obvious uh, at the NCAA championships uh, that she was telling everyone, I want to come back. I want to defend my SEC title and try to get this team another SEC title and maybe something in the NCAA. So that's great for oh. LSU women's golf. We're looking forward to it. And the men start their season, actually, this Sunday. Uh, Chris, believe it or not, they're playing at Notre Dame. Well, there you go. Well, again, congratulations to Ingrid. Looking forward to what LSU women's golf will have coming up this year, coming off an SEC tournament championship uh, this past season. All right, Kent, before we go to our break and bring in Michael Johnson, I know where I'm going to be come Sunday evening uh, this coming Sunday. Where in the world will Kent Lowe be? Kent Lowe will be at the house with his feet propped up with the big screen on and and I will turn the sound down uh, okay, and sync it up which will be a lot of fun this time with uh, no cable on my TV now. But uh, we'll sync it up and uh, have you and Doug and uh, Gordy down on the sidelines ready to go for a start of another football season. Well, he passes. Harrison, he passes. That was a trick question. (laughs) It was a test. and I knew where you were going. (laughs) He wins uh, with uh, flying colors. All right, stay with us. More to come here on Play by Play. Up next, executive chef here for LSU Athletics. We'll have Michael Johnson join us right after this. Back here on this week's play-by-play, and you heard from the beginning, Kent and I are awfully excited because, well, we're going to talk food. Um, Hopefully we'll get to grab some food here, but it is a pleasure to welcome on the show this week Michael Johnson, who is, uh, again, the executive chef for the Performance Nutrition Center here at LSU, which is state-of-the-art. And, and Michael, it's great to have you here. I, I was telling Ken earlier, this is easy for you. You're, you're, you're used to the media. You, you talk every week. We all get to listen to you. And, and uh, you and your team doing a tremendous job. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. He's used, he's used to the media. We're used to eating, so this should work yeah, out pretty be, well. I would perfect marriage. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it was interesting because in Brian Kelly's press conference Monday to start the week, I took note that he was asked about what are some of the advantages. You know, he's been asked a thousand times since he arrived here in Baton Rouge, what was it that brought you to LSU? And I've heard him say this a number of times, but in Monday's press conference, the first words out of his mouth – were the performance nutrition. He said as three of the big assets that that he says separates LSU from a lot of those programs. Sure. And, and one we won't name here, but it's pretty obvious what he's talking about. Yes, sir. And I thought, you know, he took five or eight minutes to talk about how all of that is, is – 
kind of creates a synergy for the program, and he's that big a believer in it, which yeah. is fantastic. I know you guys got to love it. Yeah, um, to have that support is is integral for us. You know, um, to have that drive and commitment from him, it just it it fuels our fire. You know, and and it, when it when we go to speaking about other other places, you know, we we're, we're not looking to follow trends. We're looking to set trends. Um, they may have a program that works for them, but we're you know we we design our program around Southern Louisiana. You know, the the comfort food that is surrounded us, taking that and making it into nutritious food. Um, you know, there's 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 a whole programming in place that that is uh, between myself and my culinary team of perform, performance chefs and the, and the dietitians of LSU. See, I think that's what's interesting because I moved here. I grew up in Kentucky, lived in South Carolina a while, spent ten years in South Georgia, and then came to Baton Rouge. Yep. And everybody said, "Oh, you know, you got to watch yourself. Got to yep. watch yourself." And what you have shown me, just listening to you. Uh, over the last couple of years is that there is a way to have what we all love here, Southern Louisiana cuisine, absolutely, and still be healthy, which is great news, great news. And you guys do it every day. We're talking about powering some of the most talented and high-performance student-athletes, not only in the country, but in the world. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. You know, it's, it's interesting. We've actually had the U.S. Army come and, and, and tour the facility and ask us, you know, how we go about doing things because they're 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 wanting to program similar things for the the, the green berets and some of the some of the other athletes of the world if, if world-class athletes if you will and uh, to, to have that acknowledgement means a lot too you know um but at the end of the day we're, we're tigers right and that, that's the most important thing for us and um you know to, to go out on the field or go go watch them on the field after we fed them and and watch how that energy falls out or plays out it's exceptional you know and, and it, it 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 helps me and my team kind of um you know predict and 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 i you know plan what we're going to do moving forward as far as what the, what the dietitians are asking us for for caloric intake and so on and so forth you mentioned culinary team let's talk about the number of people, and not including the nutrition, the perf, you know, uh, yep. dietitians and all, but the people that are actually cook. How many people are involved in trying to get food ready for not only the football team but all these athletic teams? Yeah, well, I, I mean, if it's just at the nutrition center over the course of the day, I think we have 25, 25 culinarians come in, and there's another. Uh, 12 to 15 that help run the floor, manage things back to back, fueling stations, so on and so forth. That, and that number goes up and, can, and comes down depending on the time of the year. Obviously, fall is one of the busiest times of the, of the year for us. Um, and, and through attrition, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll lose some, we'll gain some. Obviously, COVID had some, some impact on that as well. But our, our uh, sweet spot right now is about 25 chefs to, over the course of the day, and they kind of cycle in and cycle out. Um, just in order to manage things, and that's that's four o'clock in the morning until nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. Wow, wow, wow. Well, I, I was told before we got started here today. Uh, again, I, I, I because I hear uh, Chef Johnson all the time. I thought he's been here forever at LSU, <laughs> but I was told you came in, I guess, in 2019. So the I don't know if LSU set the bar high or you set the bar high, but I mean, you're, you're fueling champions you're expecting championships here yeah well that was a special year for for me in particular you know i had been living in seattle for quite some time and had been looking 
trying to find work closer to my kids. They they were living down the here with their mom and. Um, you know, I tell people all the time it was a godsend. You know, LSU and and I just kind of came together at, you know, uh, at a great time. And I, I I traveled with the team that whole year and watched it unfold. And and you know, people ask me all the time what kind of an experience it was, and it, it it was inexplicable. You know, to watch it unfold. You know, I, I would go and tell people go to people's houses and visit and tell them how incredible Joe Burrow was and and them just you know refute the idea that that Joe really is what what he is and and you know he's really an incredible athlete and and you know you hear you hear the doubters all the time constantly through that year and still today I think to some degree you know he's he's never going to live up to that expectation but he does you know he's he's he plays well and thrives under stress and and to watch him do it is it's just incredible yeah absolutely all of us that were along for that ride it was uh, <laughs> it was a heck of a year you know you mentioned can't ask you about the the number of people that are involved uh in doing what you guys do the 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 technology the the education the science behind what you guys do every day i mean i think back to Again, going back, I don't want to date myself here, but let's say a couple of decades or so, give or take. You know, it was okay. Here's pasta. Here's here's rice. Here's here's a pizza after a game. Here's and and not to say any of that isn't involved in yep. what they do, but the the leap of science and behind what you guys have done in the last ten years, leaps yep. and bounds. Yeah, and it continues to grow. You know, and, and I think more importantly is is that the dietitians are get, being given a voice. And, and what they're saying makes sense, you know, and, and I, we rely a tremendous amount on the dietitians to give, to give us that, that information that's necessary for us, obviously, and in order to manipulate the food and put the food out there that, that is what they're asking for, for recovery days, for energy ups, for, you know, wh- whatever the moment is. Um, and there's all kinds of moments, you know, there's recoveries, there's, there's lifts, there's, you know, off days and, and over 22 or 24 sports, I don't recall how many we have right now, but it's all athletes and there's all, you know, every different walk of life and many, 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 actually 508 different palettes, um, at least last semester. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, how individualized are these programs between what you and the dietitians and really the training crew all working together as coach Kelly talked about how individualized is it? You know, when, when, uh, certain sports are, are playing it, you know, if, if for instance, track and field has a hundred some athletes, you know, and when they're, when they're engaged and energetic, you know, they, they have a strong influence on it. When football is engaged, you know, they have a strong influence on it, but we never, and I mean, never forget about the other sports. You know, you always have to remember the other sports because they need the same things. And so, you know, we, that's, that's where being on the floor and, and you know, engaging with athletes on the floor, engaging with the dietitians when they're with athletes to give them a, a voice like trust is super important for us you know if if we can't be out there in a non-threatening manner and and allow ourselves to be criticized you know for the flavor or taste of food you gotta have thick skin to be a chef man you know <laughs> i mean everybody thinks they can cook you know chef so. and radio announcer just a little insight you gotta have some thick skin <laughs> that's right <laughs> so is there that's a fair assessment yeah i think okay. so has, is there one or two foods that you know are just going to be, when you put them out as the main dish, they're going to be just hits and oh, yeah. you're going you're not going to be able to keep it yeah. for well, the night? You know, so, sometimes it's simple foods like a nacho bar 
when we put and we don't do it very often but we do throw them a bone every once in a while nacho cheese is not the healthiest thing for you but <laughs> it's hard to tell a, you know an 18 year old a 20 something year old kid that that they can't have nachos <laughs> so we you know it, it's moderation right so or a 48 year old kid yeah. <laughs> you know and there's also something to be said about a, a healthy mind you know and when when you when you give those comfortable foods to them they you know like you build a little bit of trust and then we have the conversation about what's what's a better way of going about it but Anything fried, you know, because we, we kind of hold back on the fried foods. We do uh, we do oven fried foods a lot, but deep fried we try to back off on this uh, on, the, on the heavy saturation deep fried foods. But when we do do them, you know, they're, they're appreciative. They they show up in droves and and eat super healthy. And, and it's usually southern Louisiana dishes that are um, you know mom mom and dad esque, if you will. I've heard of just from talking to some of the basketball players the last few years. Uh, that and i've seen in fact the dietitians at work with them but it seems like a lot of these athletes are, and i heard you i think on, on radio talking about this a few weeks ago seems like a lot of these athletes are responding to what the dietitians are saying yeah. and, and and are not you know having to be i guess forced is the word but are trying to do the things that are going to help them along the way you know at at the beginning of the day each one of these athletes is a student so we usually call them and i i, I try to always call them student athletes that's what they're here for us to learn and so in that in that same capacity you know we're trying to teach them what's next for them what's next for them what's next for them whether it's to become professional or just maintain a lifestyle or whatever it is you know it's it's a learning process and we're taking the tools uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm stealing this from somebody but when you take the tools out of their backpack that they've brought with them and unpack and see what all they have and then you then you start giving them new tools and you know the tools that mom and dad have given them there's there's nothing wrong with those tools but maybe we can sharpen their tools a little bit and maybe we can maybe we can add a tool that they haven't that, and and I'm sure that we can add add tools that they didn't have before that that makes them uh, a, a more well-rounded human being and, and more versed at what they're trying to accomplish. Our special guest this week on Play by Play, Executive Chef Michael Johnson from the Performance Nutrition Center. Now, I, I, I've been inside the facility, and uh, I could go there every day. I mean, I really I, – I can't – how many times have you been? That a couple might times? be bad for us if we went there. Yeah, but, I mean, it really is phenomenal <laughs> yeah. because of the stations, the yes, way it's set it up. It's... But when they go on the road – Again, we travel, Kent and I do, with teams, and, and the dietitian is there. You're relying on 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 getting that food, post-game meal, pre-game meal. Uh, and I watch when we're in the hotel and things are being catered. How much, when they go out, are you guys involved, along with the dietitian, on, on what they have? When we travel or when they go out by themselves? No, when the team travels. Yeah, Say yeah, basketball yeah. goes to, to Atlanta. or Dietitian, Jess, myself – um, I travel with the football team and, and work hand-in-hand hand with the dietitian. So part of what I do is because I'm a professional chef, I can go into those, those other professional kitchens and help navigate the relationships in a non-threatening manner. Um, you know, we try not to tell them what to do, but, but ask them to do it a certain way. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's more so in benefit and support of the on-the-road caterer of giving them as much transparent information as we can to make sure that it's, it's, it comes off without a hitch. You know, we've, we've traveled before, and part of the reason that I traveled with the team was because, you know, we had had undercooked chicken in a couple of 
of the smaller universities that we went to. I won't name any names. Um, but, you know, that that's a big deal to have raw chicken served to your athletes yeah. on the road. You know, like that's your fuel moment. You can't send an athlete out on the field when they're burning six or seven thousand, ten thousand calories in a day and 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 under fuel them. You know, it's it's just it's you're, you're being set up for disaster. And so, um, you know, I, I I mean, there's been days where I tagged bags and help 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 the help the sheriff, you know, run run bags back and forth, just depending on where we go and what the capacity is. You know, I'm a doer. I'm I'm constantly staying busy, so I do whatever is asked. But as as the food is concerned, it's it's more so interacting with the cater and making sure that um, that they have what they need and troubleshooting things and giving them advice on on how to better do things. Now, after working all day preparing menus cooking food when you go home do you like to cook at home or are you just ready to you know stay away from it completely hit the drive-thru I've, I've i've shared this expression a thousand times in my life and it's you know the shoemaker's kids have no shoes and so i i do not go home and and thirst over cooking you know but when my kids or my family are around, you know, that's definitely a moment that I enjoy sharing my craft. So, yeah, there's there's definitely times where I do go home and my kids will ask me, Dad, will you cook this weekend? Absolutely. I, I, I will not I will not refuse them to to have shared that moment with them. But um, cooking for myself, uh, I, I, my cupboards <laughs> are laughable. <laughs> well, Kent asked you, there's certain things that that, that go quickly yep. when they're in there. But and maybe being a little more detailed, have you ever found it odd or stand out that there's, whether it's the football team or the golf team or soccer team, that that you, when you do get some feedback, it's like, hey, can we have that again? I yeah. mean, are there certain yes. things that you're like, okay, all right, we we can do that again? Does they really want? Yeah, that stays within not just the nachos, but stays within. You find something that's really good that's really good for Absolutely. you. Absolutely, you get a, get those similar requests. So you know, like a taco, for instance. There's there's a there's a healthy approach to doing a taco. You know, with a with a, a, a braised meat where you 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 know you've trimmed the fat and you cook it down so that there's nutrients still in it. It's moist. You know, you can put it in a in a corn tortilla like a like a street taco. And we've had really good success with that. Um, I, I think it's founded in quality. You know, the, most of them just appreciate quality, and and you can cook a potato poorly and it not go over well, or you can cook it, you know, the best potato that you've ever had, and 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 get a completely different response from it. I think also there's this dynamic of uh, winning and losing. You know, from my experience in the stadium business, you know, if 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 there's a win, you know the food tastes better <laughs> you know and if there's everything's a lo- better yeah right you know when you're at the stadium when you when you have a loss you know the beer gets hot really quickly and the food gets cold and then on the reverse of that so it, it's not as much uh, that at the nutrition center i think you know we we are founded in trust and and communication and and a lot of times it's some of the simplest things that that we have wins on and you know, it's interesting to watch the dem- different demographics of human beings watch through, walk through there and, and the willingness to, to try new, new foods, poke bowls and raw foods and stuff like that. So, you know, every day we, we learn something. I do think that you and your staff should be commended during the COVID situation because you guys pretty much turned the place into a takeout place but they were where people were still where the student athletes were still able to come in get good nutritious food that they could take back to their dorms and apartments and all which was a lot of work on y'all's part but was very successful 
to keep our student athletes going at some very difficult times. Yeah, we we worked very closely with administration and and the dietitians to to pivot, constantly pivot. You know, one one thing that we all agreed upon was is that we couldn't shutter the doors. It wasn't what was right for the athletes. It's an essential operation that we have the trust of parents elsewhere. If it's, you know, we had athletes from New Orleans that couldn't go home because of the outbreak. We had athletes from overseas that couldn't go home because they couldn't travel. And, you know, as a father, you know, I look at that and say, absolutely no way. We're not going to, you know, we're, we're not going to fail these kids. And, and we as a group who are operating have to be uber diligent about what we're doing here safety wise i mean it I, it felt like we were operating out of a hospital i mean we were really ahead of the curve in front of what was expected from us in order to stay serving the athletes well i'm going to put you on the spot a little bit kent because we've got executive chef michael johnson who's been nice enough to come join us here on the program and it's really a great look at behind the scenes of of how you literally feed an army. Kent, uh, I know you're quite uh, uh, accomplished in the kitchen. What, what, what's your best dish? If you had to if you had to put one down as this one is will bring home the blue ribbon, what do you got? No one no one's going to believe a thing I say back at the office. Uh, but I've been drooling over the nacho bar ever since he what? mentioned it. So, I mean, you <laughs> know, I, I'm, I'm saying I'm sorry, I'm a little I'm a little distracted here. I I know he makes a great nacho bar, but what what do you make at home that maybe and would impress Michael? Great frozen dinners. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Can you I make told a, you I can't lie in front of a mean omelet. Can you make a mean omelet? Scrambled eggs? Can we? Uh, I'd have to find a pan first, probably. Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness! Well, what about you, Probe? What I, about you, know you what? Pro Cook? I, I'm not. I, I, <laughs> the only thing I, I I can make a pretty mean crepe. Like, I, I really studied There's the art, art of crepe that. making. Um, that's, that is something I think I, I did it during the pandemic. When yeah. we, we were at home all that time, I was like, what is something I can do? And I just was fascinated about how they make them. Yeah. And, it's not too uh, different from an omelet, really. I mean, it's right, kind of right. similar. Similar. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's I, I probably, probably I could probably get an honorable mention for my crepe, either savory or sweet, although my daughter prefers the strawberry or raspberry or maybe a Nutella crepe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, probably crepe. You make a mean uh, dip there. To, oh, that's right. That's right. Tabasco well, that's, dip you brought to the coaches show a couple of times. Now, now you're embarrassing me, Kent, because Michael's going to be like, what? You put Tabasco and stirred some stuff up? Like, come on, guy. You can do better than that. cream cheese. That's, that's the magic one there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, it's, a, it's an incredible undertaking that you guys do, and it really stood out to me. I hate to, 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 to keep hammering it, but the fact that that's what Brian Kelly said set LSU apart from a lot of things, and that should be high praise for you and your entire team. And not only what you guys do, but as I said earlier, the ability to work in synergy with all of those different group, groups with one singular focus in mind – and that is a student athlete. So yep. job well done. We appreciate what yeah. you do. Well, I appreciate all the accolades, and, and certainly from, from Coach Kelly, that means a lot. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, we, like the rest of the professionals of LSU, we buckle down and, and look at what's in front of us rather than, rather than buying into everything we hear about ourselves. You know, we're, 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 we focus on what is at hand and what we need to do, and so I'm just grateful to be here. All right, Kent. I think we better wrap it up, and we'll follow Michael over. Yeah, no, see, right, see what, yeah. See what we can find over there. It's Gumbo Monday. <laughs> Michael, thanks for joining us. Likewise. Thank you for having Executive me. Executive Chef Michael Johnson been our guest here this week on Play by Play. We're glad you stopped by and joined us as well. So for the chef and for the maestro, Kent Lowe, I'm Chris Blair. See you next week on Play by Play here from LSU Gold. Catch you later. Go Tigers.